Welcome to the Lagan Valley Vineyard Podcast. We are a community passionate about seeing Lagan Valley filled with the presence and the teachings of Jesus. If you would like to connect with us or if we can help you in any way, please visit our website, laganvalleyvineyard.com. Emma, as we welcome her, she's going to share God's word with us this morning. Emma, we bless you as you speak. We pray God's peace on you now and that uh, as you open his word, God's word to us, that the Holy Spirit would come and bring alive God's word in our hearts today, that we would hear his voice afresh. And we bless you as you speak in Jesus' name. Amen. Good morning. For those of you who don't know me, my name is Emma, and I live in Glenavy with my husband, Darren, and our son, Daniel. Darren and I run a business there together where I work full time. I'm also part of the staff team here at the Vineyard in a voluntary role. And I've just finished studying theology with WTC, although I don't think you can ever really finish studying theology. When not working, you will often find me in the car on my way to or from football with our son, Daniel. It's fair to say life is pretty full on. As a church family, we have been doing lots of walking in recent months from our new ground series to walking with God. This morning, we are continuing our summer series, Walk This Way. We will be thinking about the challenge of rest resisting exhaustion. We will look a little closer at the biblical vision for rest and asking, how does salt behave? What does light look like? And before we do that, turn with me, if you will, in your Bibles to uh, Psalm chapter 1, starting at verse 1. Come, Holy Spirit. Blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked or stand in the way that sinners take or sit in the company of mockers, but whose delight is in the law of the Lord and who meditates on his law day and night. That person is like a tree planted by streams of water which yields its fruit in season and whose leaf does not wither. Whatever they do prospers. We will come back to today's scripture shortly. We have just ended what used to be one of my most dreaded seasons in life, primary school sports day. Sports day was bad enough, but we would have had several practices. And I know you will find this hard to believe, but I am no Usain Bolt. I'm not being humble just honest. I love exercise and all things outdoors, but I remember really dreading sports day. I used to finish last in every race, not just a little bit last, but chairs packed up, gone home kind of last. <laughs> Everything in me wanted to change pace, but it just didn't work. Yet, as a grown-up, I often find myself wishing I could slow things down. Do you ever find yourself thinking, if only I had more time, or saying, this is just a busy season, 
Yet, the reality is, if we can't manage the time we have, I don't know how we think extra time will help. As I was thinking about the pace we run our lives, I was struck that God is never in a hurry. The only place in scripture we read of running is in the story of the prodigal son. When the father sees his long lost son returning home, we read how filled with love and compassion, he ran to him, embracing him. I wonder, is it time for you to return to the father today? A.J. Swoboda, in the book Subversive Sabbath, writes, Our time-saving devices, technological conveniences, have seemingly made life much easier and interconnected. As a result, we have more information at our fingertips than anyone in history. Yet, with all this progress, we are deeply dissatisfied. Embowing at these sacred altars of hyperactivity, Progress and technological compulsivity are souls increasingly pant for meaning and value and truth. As they wither away, exhausted, frazzled, displeased, ever on edge, our bodies wear ragged. Our spirits thirst. We have an inability to simply sit still and be. As we drown ourselves in a 24-7 living, we seem to be able to do anything but quench our true thirst for the life of God. The result is that we have become the most emotionally exhausted, psychologically overworked, spiritually malnourished people in history. Sound familiar? I wonder if you could relate to any of that. I most definitely can. I'm a farmer's daughter. Rest is definitely not something that has came naturally to me. Rest at best I viewed as unnecessary, even self-indulgent, and at worst as a sign of weakness. I have learned that my work ethic is both my strength and weakness. Whether as a woman in business, a wife, mother, daughter, even serving in the church. In the past, I have often overworked and underrested, living as if it all depended on me, leaving me exhausted and joyless. A few years ago, this came to a head when I began having health problems. My joints were swollen, I had problems with my breathing, and I remember sitting in the hospital waiting room, waiting to get a CT scan and thinking something had to change. Thankfully, despite my strange symptoms, nothing sinister was wrong other than the pace of my life. I had to learn to live a life of rest in the midst of the busyness. As I look around this room, I know I am not alone at struggling to slow down, never mind stop and rest. Yet, hear my heart in this. As I share with you today, my hope is that you will be built up and encouraged, even empowered, to make better choices. The pace of our lives is exactly that, our pace. We set it, not God. So if you're feeling worn out and exhausted, there is good news for you today. Perhaps you need to reset the pace. 
but know that the Father sees you, and the moment you step towards him, he will run to you, ready to embrace you and give you true rest. One of the problems I think we have is our understanding of what it is to rest. The pace of our lives is so frantic. On one side, we've got work and school, church, sports, hobbies, never mind our roles within our families and the demands that can have on our time, whether that is being a son, a daughter, a sister, a brother, a father. Then there's our social lives. We can feel like we need to fit people in to stay connected, at times feeling like we have to make time to have fun. Then we need to find time to read our Bibles and pray, or is that the place we should have started? Modern life is exhausting, so we crash. On the other side, we watch Netflix, eat fast food, and scroll endlessly on social media in the hope that we will find replenishment for our souls. All this does is numb us. Often we feel guilty that we don't have opportunities to share our faith. We wonder why our lives don't look like we hope they would. Why, instead of being the light of the world, a city on a hill, we feel like a fading light bulb in a sunlit room. Before we come to look at today's scripture, I will read it for you again. Psalm 1. Blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked or stand in the way that sinners take or sit in the company of mockers, but whose delight is in the law of the Lord and who meditates on his law day and night. That person is like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season and whose leaf does not wither. Whatever they do prospers. In verse one, we read, blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked or stand in the way that sinners take. When I read this, I think of our call to be different to the patterns of this world. There is permission here to walk out of line with culture, to refuse to give in to its relentless pace. I wonder, does this look like our lives having a different rhythm to that of the surrounding culture? Instead of giving in to the relentless frenzy of modern life, reading this reminds me we are called to live a life of purity that can only come from spending time with Jesus. Verse two speaks of meditating on his law day and night. My first thought is that if we do that, how will we get anything done? On further reflection, I think this speaks to us of the need to know the word of God so that we can carry it with us into any situation. Just like the story of the wise and foolish builders where we are reminded of the need for a firm foundation to build our house on the rock. A good knowledge of his word will help us withstand the storms of life. As Andy shared with us last week, it is like a fireman's training. When we find ourselves in difficult situations, we will know what to do. We read how that person is like a tree planted by streams of water. 
Jesus describes himself as the water of life. In this psalm, note the position of the tree. It is beside the life-giving stream. We too were created to be close to God at all times, not running at a different pace, doing our own thing. If we are like the tree, we will need to continually drink in order to stay alive and be fruitful. That simply means being still and knowing that he is God, allowing ourselves time to recenter on Jesus and not feeling like it all depends on our efforts. Did you know that a tree can drink between 10 and 150 gallons of water a day? So a gallon is like the size of a Maud's display ice cream tub, for those of you. That's a lot of water. I can't help but wonder, in the modern world, is that the level of water we require too? Five minutes spent with God in the morning will not be enough to sustain us. This psalm has similar language to the story of the vine and the branches where Jesus tells us to remain and abide in him. There is no promise in scripture that life will be easy, but through Jesus' teaching and empowered by the Holy Spirit, we are equipped. We have enough for this life. The phrase whose leaf does not wither reminds me that in Christ we will flourish. The fruit and prosperity here are not the riches this world has to offer. I believe they are talking about the currency of the kingdom of God, of love, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. Yielding fruit in season reminds me that we will have seasons of preparation, seasons of fruitfulness, and seasons of reflection and rest. While these few verses from Psalm chapter one do not speak directly to rest, I can see how they can help us shape a healthy life rhythm. One where we are not afraid to be set apart from others, where we are to be planted in God's word. By remaining close to him daily, we can draw strength from his life-giving water. We will bear fruit in season and we will not wither. This does not sound to me like exhausted, restless, fading light bulb space, more like the city on a hill territory we have been called to occupy as we offer an alternative way of life to those living around us. So what kind of rest do we need? If Netflix and social media are not going to help us rest, what is? It's roasting up here, just to say that. I am so warm. <laughs> so the first is spiritual rest. We need rest from mission for God and doing things for his kingdom. Instead, we need to be able to take time and hear him say, this is my son, this is my daughter in whom I am well pleased. If you think of this rhythm as natural as breathing, where we are taking in and giving out, we need to be still and hear his voice telling us that he sees us and loves us. Think of this as breathing in. 
then as we serve him, think of this as breathing out. We all understand the balance required in our breathing. You cannot keep breathing out. Thanks, James. You would collapse exhausted. I find this illustration really helpful. The second type of rest is physical rest. We need to sleep deeply, step back and recover from the pace of modern life. He asks us to cast our anxieties on him. Third type of rest is emotional rest. We need to be able to lay down our guard and be honest with God about the concerns and conflicts of our day. The daily examine is a great tool for this. It simply helps you to take time to process the events and interactions of your day. Often I find that if I can't sleep, it will be because I haven't taken time to slow down enough to process the day or even the season that I am in. Intellectual rest. Instead of having to deconstruct the lies around us, we need space to feast on his truth. So much of our news is high drama, big world problems. We can feel desensitized or numb, or highly anxious, feeling like we are powerless to change anything. Neither is healthy. We are called to replenish in his word and truth. If we know our headspace is occupied by what we allow to be taken in, we need to be so careful about what we give permission to through the choices that we make. And the fifth type is social rest. To be able to take a break from being on and giving out. Instead, just be still and know that he is God. There's something really healthy in not being around people all of the time. Very few people are neutral. Most tend to give us life or take it away. Solitude is a gift. While created to be in community, we all need time alone. There are so many examples of Jesus spending time alone in the Bible. We often read of him going up a mountain to pray. And as we come to close, let's look at why it matters if you rest. Well, rest matters to God. He wants the best for us. He created us and knows our limits even when we don't. We read in Genesis 2, 3, after creation, he rested from all the work. As we are created in his image, we too need to rest from our work. In the Old Testament, this was a strict observance of the Sabbath law. In the New Testament, while the Sabbath is still observed, we read of Jesus' invitation to live a life of rest, a life at a different pace one that isn't so affected by the storms of life, but one that can depend on the firm foundation God has for us. Rest matters to us. To reach our God-given potential, we need to rest in his presence, to hear his voice. Otherwise, we will live frustrated lives, stumbling in the darkness, unclear of his calling for us, unsure of our identity in Christ leaving us vulnerable to becoming too concerned with the cares of this world. And finally, rest matters to others. 
We are all familiar with the command to love our neighbor as ourselves, but if we don't take care of our own well-being, we won't be able to help anyone else. The Great Commission tells us to make disciples of all nations, yet how can we bring others to Jesus if we can't bring ourselves? Perhaps the band would like to come back up. If you're able, will you stand with me? If you're comfortable to close your eyes and just open your hands as a posture to respond. As we come to respond, there were three things I felt God wanted to say to us today. The first is that he invites us to reset the pace. And I just had a picture of someone running and they were both running from hurts of the past and running and striving towards future goals but not quite able to reach them. Just as in the story of the prodigal son, I sense the father wants to invite you to live at his pace and journey with him. If that is you, I would just invite you to come forward for prayer. The second picture I had was of someone carrying too much or too many, a sense that it just feels too heavy. I just want to remind you of Jesus' words this morning and the invitation within, come to me all who are heavy burdened and I will give you rest. He simply invites you to come and receive from him today. And the final response I had was just a phrase, and it was just prepared to rest, question mark. I sense God is asking some of us, are we prepared to rest? Do we trust him enough? And also that rest maybe is preparation for the next part of your journey. That just as Jesus went alone up a mountain to pray, that God wants to invite you to acknowledge this to be a season of rest. So just as the band start to play, I would just invite you, feel free to come. We would love to pray with you today if we can. Whether that's to reset the pace, to set something down that feels too heavy, or just to acknowledge this is a season of preparation. Come, Holy Spirit, have your way in this place. Father God, we just take a moment to be still and acknowledge that you are God. Help us to live at your pace and not ours. Help us to be salt and light in this world. Blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked or stand in the way that sinners take or sit in the company of mockers but whose delight is in the law of the Lord who meditates on his law day and night. That person is like a tree planted by streams of water which yields its fruit in season and whose leaf does not wither. Whatever they do 
prospers. Father, we pray in this moment you would reset us all. We repent of living lives dependent upon ourselves, out of step with you, believing it's all on us. We repent of worldviews and belief systems that say rest is for the weak. Holy Spirit, work within us and send us from this place in step with you, working at your pace, receiving your rest. And now may the grace of the resurrected and ruling Lord Jesus the love of Almighty God, your Father, and the mischievous, playful friendship of the Holy Spirit be with each one of you and all whom you love this day and forevermore. Amen. Amen.